Hello, and welcome to 5 Questions with NX2. My name is Keith R. Stevenson, photographer and designer and a newcomer to the world of digital marketing. I've got a lot of questions about the ins and outs of the business, so I'm sitting down with a member or two members of the NX2 team to pick their brains and learn more about this dynamic industry. And today's a very special episode because I'm joined by the fine gentlemen of SEO, Senior SEO Specialists Jeff Miro and Michael Flaherty. Thanks for joining me, guys. No great, problem. Thanks great for having to us. be here. All right. So uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the format. Basically, I have five questions I'm going to ask you. And uh, every so often, I'm going to throw a uh, curveball in there just to make sure you're listening. Oh. Sounds good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, starting off, uh, what we're going to talk about here is why is it so bad to buy links? And I mean, besides Breath of the Wild. I mean, that's a good link. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So why why is it bad to buy? Lunch? I don't think Jeff got. Did you get that nerd humor? Oh, uh, not really. Did no. you get it? I didn't pick that one. Oh, uh, you know, is it <laughs> no. Legend of Zelda. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, link building is still an important thing in 2020, but buying links is very bad, and it has been for a long time. It used to work about 10 to 12 years ago. It used to be an effective strategy, but now Google is and the other major search engines like Bing and Yahoo are on to that practice, and they will penalize your website if they catch you purchasing links. Uh, link building is supposed to be a very natural thing. It's supposed to be, backlinks are supposed to be acquired to a website through high quality content. And there are things you, you could do to promote your website, of course, uh, social media and just natural organic SEO and things of that nature. But to actually go out to link farms and websites that, and different individuals, freelance people that offer to sell you backlinks is a terrible practice in 2020. Yeah. And it has been for at least 10 years. And it also takes away from the client as well. Like if they're, if they expect you to do well by them, then you know you're you're buying shady links, which are eventually going to hurt their website. So that's another thing to think about, like from an agency perspective. So why would someone want to buy a link? What's what's the advantage there? What does that do? It used to be where the quantity of links that you had, backlinks that you had pointing to your website was beneficial and, and the quality as well. And that's still true today, at least from a quality perspective. Mm-hmm. So somebody would want to go out and just not do the grunt work of actually acquiring a link in you know an ethical way. Uh, it's just an easy way out, basically. It's just, you know, you go to a broker and you just buy them <clears throat> or you go to a guest, uh, guest blogging is another thing that's, that's still pretty popular. So it's just basically going out and taking a shortcut and yeah. it's and Google could see right through that. What it really is, is your website is not naturally acquiring these backlinks mm-hmm. through the merits of the site itself, through the high quality content and the user experience. So Google and Bing could see that that is not, um, that the website is not gaining popularity naturally. It's just you went out and forced the issue. All right. Well, that explains that for me. Local, very good. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Nice job. Well, thanks. All right. So uh, local SEO. Uh, what is local SEO, and uh, how is it different than normal SEO? Uh, well, local, you have to build citations through citation websites like Yelp, Google My Business. So think about it if you search for something local. So what what would you search local? I guess uh, maybe like restaurants. Or, restaurants, okay. Yeah. So, so say like a mom-and-pop restaurant wants you to find them. Like if you're searching for restaurants near me, you would want to build a Google My Business page. So that would come up first in the local pack. So like when you search something on Google, 
you'll see the local pack comes up with the map right. and then it'll usually have like three businesses under it. Right. You want to populate there because that's the first thing searchers are going to see, usually on mobile because so. they're out and about. And then local citations. I mean, Jeff knows more about local citations than I do, so he could probably explain that better. Yeah, and directory submissions and local citations have always been a big part of SEO. But really, and we were just talking about backlinks, that's one of the really only things you can do at this point to actually kind of purchase backlinks in an ethical way, but it's not really purchasing them. It's just really getting your site listed on important citation sites on the internet, such as like a Yelp, for instance. Also with local SEO, I think it's important to mention on-site optimization. There's things you can do that you could rank locally in each different location that you're looking to uh, get business from. Say you're looking to get business from Scranton, there's Scranton, Wilkes-Barre area or Philadelphia. You could add what's called geomodifiers to your keywords. Uh, and geomodifiers are just cities or locations. Yes, yeah, so it's not like, you know, terraforming. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's, just, it's just locations added to the end of a keyword. For instance, if you were, you know, purchasing a car and you're looking in Scranton, somebody would type in car in Scranton, PA, you want to optimize your website for that rather than just trying to rank nationally for the broad keyword of, you know, used cars or something like that. Right. You'd want to have a location attached to that. Yeah. Enough times throughout the site and also with the citations pointing to it, and Google is is smart enough now that if you search it like within the location, so say you're in Scranton and search use just used cars, it'll populate the local results. Right. Instead of putting used cars Scranton in the search results. It is based on where you search from. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I know I know years ago on the earlier internet, yeah. As I yeah. as I'm old, you you'd search and you you search for a car dealership and you might get somebody in like Washington State. Yeah, so right. you'd have to specify more, but now yeah. it's smart enough to pick up where your location is. Oh, sneaky, sneaky. All right. <laughs> I really don't have any knowledge of uh, of SEO. Yeah, you know, I am a photographer. <laughs> I know about I know about metadata, uh, but that's about it. Uh, what are some ways that someone who doesn't have any knowledge of SEO can improve their rankings in search engines? Uh, everything, especially today, starts with good quality content. So if you're just a good writer, or you even want to outsource to a good writer, just have your website set up in a way that has great quality content that people want to read, even if it's not written text, if it's video or images too. Ah, yes, I know much about that. Of course. <laughs> so, yeah, content is has always been king, but it is more so now today than ever before. So if you just start there, you're probably going to do pretty well. Then you want to throw in a little bit of basic SEO knowledge with kind of the stuff we were just talking about, but also some on-site technical things such as title tags and meta descriptions, which we can get into more if you'd like to. Um, but really, it's yeah, it's, it's all about just writing good quality content, including some keywords that you're trying to focus on, that you're trying to rank for, and just drawing the user to the site and getting the visitor to stay there for as long as possible and hopefully take the action that you're looking for them to take. The content has to be contextualized to, to the subject that you're writing about as well as the website that you're writing for. And you don't want to just throw in keywords all over the article or anything because that could be bad. Keyword stuffing is is bad. <laughs> that used to work too. A lot yeah, of things, a lot of, a lot of used places to used to just yeah. throw like a million keywords, like the same keyword, and and like if you want to buy used cars in Scranton, then you should go buy used cars in Scranton <laughs> at the used car dealership in Scranton. <laughs> when, when Google first started, you know, in the late '90s, early 2000s, you could put a bunch of keywords in your footer, and it would. Kind of work, and yeah. You kind of get it rise up to the top. Meta keywords, meta keywords. Yeah, that, those that's the obviously ones you those days are gone. See, right? yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then um, you want to make make sure that the content is is high quality. Like 
on your website. You don't want it to be. What, what word am I looking well, it's for? Just content for the sake of yeah, just the content for, for for the, the sake, sake of, of putting it. it on the website. Like it needs to be contextualized, as I said, high quality and relevant, so that the search engine could find it more reputable. Something that people actually want to read. That's why I said before, like don't just write. Yeah. In terms of for SEO, write for the reader and then optimize it afterwards. Mm-hmm. Right. So I like you know people like uh, Sarah and uh, and Wendy, you know, who are yeah. writing content exactly. and stuff like that. That they're very skilled at that. Yes. All right. So my next question, question number four: What is zero click search, and why should we fear it? Zero click search is Google's solution to answering questions. So, give me a question that you would search in Google. Um, let me see here. Uh, where uh, where are alligators from? Where are alligators from? Okay, so that will pop up and it'll populate. Did you ever see an answer box answer? Like it'll, it's either at the top of the search result in mobile or desktop, or even voice search. Like if you search, if you ask Alexa or ask Google, it'll read that top zero search result. Right. Uh, so that's Google's becoming more of an answer engine than a search engine. Mm-hmm. And you'll see, even in 2019, last year, even in like some of our clients and some of the like the the business I worked for before this, you'll see clicks dropping because people will be asking questions and they don't have to click into a website; they they can just find the answer on Google. So, why we should fear it <laughs> is that we're losing clicks, but. In order to combat that, we just have to, as, as Jeff said before, it has to be quality content. And we have to optimize for that. So we have to optimize for voice search and zero click. And that's something like I've always been working on, even since last year. Like There's so many methods that you can do in order to hit that zero click mark and to rank for it. Yeah, I see that a lot. Yeah, I play a bit of Minecraft. Oh yeah, so like every so often I'll forget how to make something in Minecraft, and so I'll I have uh, Google Home next to me, and you'll ask, and I'll it. say, Hey Google, how do how do you make a furnace in Minecraft? And this is and according to you know such and such website, you know it's three you know three stone across the you know around the outside, you know, and then that will make a furnace, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what zero click is. Yep. And be, now because it's just basically pulling that data out and putting it into in, into an answer box, you don't actually have to click. Right or anything, you, you know that site's not getting any credit for that. Exactly. Well, they're getting credit on Google, like they're at the top of the search engine, so they still get that exposure, mm-hmm. but they're not getting the click and the interaction. Right. They still have to pull it from somewhere. Yeah. So they're picking a site, and yeah. they're actually they are attributing it to that site. It's mm-hmm. just you don't have to click it, obviously, to read the answer. Right. But it's a little snippet from that website. And but so, like year yeah. over year, clicks like across the board, like across the internet, even have dropped significantly because of zero click search. Wow. Okay. So zero click the new thing, but question number five kind of builds upon that. So where do you see uh, SEO going in the future? What do you think is going to happen in the short term or the long term with SEO, and, and what, how are we preparing for it? The I think we're moving more and more towards that zero click mm-hmm. search. What we just said, voice search as well, of course, and then basically more towards high quality content and less towards backlinks, <laughs> like right. we've seen in, in the past influencing the ranking of websites. Yeah, because Jeff and I have worked together previously and and now here, and like year over year, we're just seeing less relevance with backlinks. Like, yeah, they're helpful, but it doesn't really matter as long as the content is there and the quality of the content is right. there. And the technical SEO needs to be Yeah, and the te- well. obviously the technical yeah. SEO has to be sound. 
but we're seeing less and less influence from back, like in our opinion, like we've yeah. discussed this at length before and it's just, I'm not seeing like the significance of it. It's a great idea to get a few really high quality backlinks in a natural way, in as natural way as possible. But to go out and get hundreds just for the sake of getting them, yeah, not only is it, not a benefit, it's actually going to no. get you hurt. Yeah, yeah. it's going to hurt your website. Help. Yeah. yeah, if you're an agency and you're doing that, you're just hurting your clients. Right. So, see, I wouldn't even know where to begin in trying to optimize for a voice search. You know, that's there's there's methods. I'm not going to go into it because I don't want to give away our secret sauce. But <laughs> uh, but there's Good quite a you. few methods to optimize for voice search. Oh, cool. All right. Well, I'm sure well, you know, once we turn the microphones off, you can tell me all about it. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for, thanks so much for answering my five questions, guys. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, that's all we have for this episode of Five Questions with NX2. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a nice review wherever you find your podcast. And be sure to join us next time where our guest will be social media assistant Mariah Curtis. Until then, thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you later. Later.